Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shurim and Afyomi. We now begin Seder Nizikin and we begin our study of Masachet Nizikin. Just a little bit of background. Masachet Nizikin, which is how the Tanaim and Amoraim all referred to the body of law that we are about to engage in studying, is a, a, a composer, it comprises all of the areas of civil and criminal law, contract law, torts, personal liability, uh, liability for property, uh, documentation, everything that takes place pretty much outside of the direct uh, presence of the Beit Din. All of the things that take place in the presence of the Beit Din are covered in the next Masechet, which is known as Sanhedrin, and partially in Masechet Shavuot. However, Masachet Nizikin was made up of 30 chapters. The organization of Masachet Nizikin is very easy to follow. It's very reasonable, and it flows very comfortably. And for the most part, a topic is covered in one or two or three chapters, and the next chapter begins a new topic. Masachet Nizikin, being 30 chapters, was unwieldy to be studied as one unit, so it was broken up into three equal divisions of 10 chapters, a first gate, a middle gate, and a last gate, Bava Kama, Bava Metzia, Bava Batra, uh, which are just, again, thirds of the Masachet. So although for purposes of pagination, the handouts that we prepare um, and for the system of numbering, so that uh, this is Masachet number 20 in our system and then 21 and 22, uh, nonetheless, we have to keep in mind that we are studying one very large Masachet, which takes up uh, well over half of the material of Seder Nizikin, certainly within the context of a calendar of Dafyomi. In any case, we begin with a very appropriate beginning, and that is a description of different categories of um, of damage caused by, in general, caused by one's property for which one is liable. And these categories are called avot. Avot is a con- is a framework that we're familiar with from Hilchot Shabbat, Malachot. Shabbat are, are the 39 Avot, and we are also familiar with it from the world of Tumah Tahara, Avot HaTumah, and Vlad HaTumah. And the Gemara will immediately assess the relationship between Nizikin, Shabbat, and Tumah in this framework. Arbala Avot Nizikin. There are four Avot of Nizikin, of damages. Hashor, and we have yet to clarify whether that means the ox that you own that gores or that stamps or what kind of damage it does. Habor, which is a pit or an excavation that you make somewhere that someone will have to see what or who falls into it. Hamav'eh, unclear what this means. The Gemara will take it up. Vahayavir, which means fire. Um, the, this is clearly a very early Mishnah and likely the Mishnah ended at this point originally and then the Mishnah is enhanced by demonstrating that the Torah had to show in all four of these cases that if your shore, bore mava, or hever does damage, you have to pay, and it would not have been sufficient to tell us that if your shore does damage, you have to pay, and you would have extrapolated from there. And so it's lohari ashor, kari amave, velohari amave, kari ashor, mave, whatever that is, is not like shore, shore is not like mave, and we have no explanation about either what mave is or how they're different, such that I would not have inferred one from the other. But the next line does give us a little more information. Which tells us immediately that Maveh is something which is alive. They are not like fire, Hever, which is not alive, which is not an animate object. Uh, and therefore, for one reason or another, we'll get to this in the next few days, I would not have been able to infer liability for fire that I start and gets out of control and causes damage in another's property 
from Shor and Maveh. Shor, Maveh, and Esh have one thing in common, which is not not shared by Bor, because they are moving damages. They move from where I have them outside of that area to do damage, as opposed to Bor, which is stationary damage. The damaged one comes into the Bor and is hurt. So what is the common denominator? These are things that they, that typically cause damage. As a consequence of that, you, the owner, are obligated to guard them. In other words, not leave an open excavation in the in the uh, in the public area to not allow your animal to go causing damage. To make sure if you start a fire in your property that it doesn't get out of hand, etc. What's the consequence if damage is done? The Damager, meaning the owner of that property that causes damage, this is an area that we refer to as Nizke Mamon, the, uh, is obligated to pay for the damage with the best of his land. I'll give a brief piece on this, but in a few days we'll get to the very lengthy discussion about Metav here in Agamara. We dealt with it briefly in the fifth chapter of Gitin, and at that point I promised that the main sugya would be dealt with here in Bavakama. Metava Aretz refers to the fact that uh, most seizures of property in the time of the Mishnah and the Gemara were made from land, liens were only made from land, and a person's land was generally regarded as having one of three grades. We'll call it grade A, grade B, and grade C. Grade A is the finest kind of land, the most arable land. C is the worst kind of land, a rocky land that can't be planted. And B is somewhere in the middle. The big question to deal with, of course, is this a subjective or standard? Uh, do we talk about your best land, or is there a general standard of what best land is? And that's something we did deal with a little bit in Gitin, but we will deal with it much more here. In any case, our first discussion today and the main discussion today is about the relationship between the avot of Shabbat, Tumah, and Nizikin. Midiktani avot, from the fact that it mentioned avot, michlal de'ikatoladot, that teaches us that there are subcategories. So if we talk about avot as or categories, there have to be subcategories of damage. Are the subcategories treated as the or category is or not? Meaning, we have a model of avot, which are categories where anything subsumed under that category is treated the same, and the only difference between it being called an av or a tolada is as to its source, but not to its significance. We have other areas where there are avot, which are more severe, and the toladot are secondary, and therefore the consequences are less severe. Question is, how do we deal with that in Nizikin? So let's get started. The Mishnah, Perak Zayin, Mishnah Bet, if Shabbat says there are 40 minus 1, 39 Avot Malachot, and Avot Michlaudika Toladot, from there we infer that there are Toladot, and there are infinite Toladot of Malachot Shabbat. And the, and the consequence there is a, a Tolda is exactly dealt with like an Av. Whether you do an av, such as planting, or whether you do a tolda, such as watering, you are chayav chatat. And in either case, if you do it on purpose, with adim, etc., etc., you could be killed, whether it's an av or tolada. A tolada is as much a violation of Shabbat as an av. So ma'ika ben av the tolada. So then why call one an av and another tolada? So nafkamina do avid shte avot badi adadi, because if you do two avot 
at the same time, meaning, or within one context of forgetting it's Shabbat. So you wrote and you tore, and you uh, burned, shall we say. Uh, that would also be true if you did some toladav writing and some toladav burning. You chayev twice. But if you do an av and it's tolda, you chayev only once because the tolda is all subsumed. The most that you could be chayav is 39, as the Gemara immediately identifies on Daf Ayin Gimel in Shabbat. The reason for mentioning that there are 39 avot malachot, when anybody can just count them up, is to tell you the maximum amount of chatot you could be chayav would be 39. So if you did um, burning and then all sorts of toladot of burning, you'd only be chayav once. Now, Ula Rabbi Yelezer Machayav told him Makomav, but Rabbi Yelezer has a different shita, and he says that uh, you could be liable for doing a tolda along with its av. Then my car my car There's now absolutely no purpose to calling one an av and one a tolda. Uh, because after all, they're all treated as equally independent pieces, and according to him, you could be chayav infinite times. The answer is, It has nothing to do with consequence, it has to do with source. Those things that were considered important actions in the Mishkan, like cooking up the Sammanim, like carrying the... Uh, the boards from one wagon to another, etc., is called an uh, av. Those which were not considered significant in the Mishkan or didn't take place at all in the Mishkan are called a tolada. Now, that's as far as Shabbat goes, but bottom line is Shabbat, toladot, are treated exactly the same as avot. Now, Gabi Tumot, in the context of Tumot, we have avot tumot, hasheretz, vashichvat zera, utmeimet. Those are the avot. Sheretz, there are others. We know the toldot are not the same. If a tamei mate touches another person, he's tamei, touches a kli, he's tamei. But let's say that a tamei mate touches a person, that person is now a tolada. If he touches food, it becomes tamei. But if he touches another person, it doesn't transfer. In other words, a tolada is less severe than the av. So the question is, hachamai. In the case of nizikin, which is it? Are the toladot, whichever they may be, treated the same as the av or less than the av? So Amar of Papa, Yeshman keyotzim Yeshman lav keyotzim. Amar of Papa said, and it's this statement that we're going to focus on for the rest of this shiur. Said some of them are similar, some of them are dissimilar. All right, let's see which one it is. And the difficulty is going to be fine to be find a tolada that's dissimilar from its av. Tanarabanan. Let's see. Gimel avot nem rubishor. There are three avot. In the context of an ox, hakaren, which is goring, hashen, which is eating, viharegel, which is trampling, and we'll see details about that right away. Karen Manalan, how do we know that Karen, which the Torah never uses that word in the context of the zikin, how do we know that Karen is um, is an av? Detan Rabbanan, ki yigach. Torah says if a shore gores. And goring only happens with the Karen Shinemar. How do I know that? Because in the context of the war against Aram, when um, when the Yehoshaphat came to join Achav to go to war against Aram, he had the Nevi'im come, and his false Navi, Tzidkiah ben Kna'ana, came in the presence of the true uh, Michayu ben Nimla, the true uh, Navi, and he said, uh, he took Karnei Varzel, he took horns of uh, of of iron, you're going to use these horns and you're going to destroy Aram. But the point that we're concerned with is he took the kranot, and the verb used in the context was 
tenagach, you will gore. And that word, uh, and yigach, in the Torah, that is interpreted as being associated with a karen. Ve'omer, we have another pasuk. karnav. This is talking to the brachav Yosef, that his horns are horns of a re'em, of that kind of animal. And he will use them to yinagach other nations. So we see that karen is associated with yigach. Now, my Vyomer, why do you need the second Pasuk? Perhaps you could argue that you cannot infer and interpret the words of Torah from the words of Nevi'im, which Chazal called Redivei Kabbalah. Therefore, we quoted a second Pasuk from the Torah. But but they were not interpreting anything. We're just finding out what words mean. That's not interpretation. So, why is it that I needed the Pasuk from Dvarim. After all, there's nothing deficient about learning that the meaning of Nigicha is to use a Karen to attack from Malachim. So what do I need the Pasuk from? For? The Torah distinguishes between a Shor Tam and a Shor Mu'ad. A Shor Tam is a Shor that it doesn't have a history of violence. A Shor Mu'ad is one about whom we have testified does have a history of violence. We would have said, that maybe if I only had the Pasuk in Malachim, I would have said, sure, he's holding on to horns in his hand. So maybe when the Torah says Ki Gach, it's only referring to a disengaged uh, horn, which is being used as a weapon. I might think that if it's in the animal, it's always Mu'ad, there is no Deen of Shortam. That's why I have the Pasuk about Yosef, which is far more figurative, because you could ask, then why not just use the Pasuk from Yosef? It's a much more figurative and poetic Pasuk, as opposed to Tzidkiah, which is real. And therefore, I needed the second Pasuk to tell me that the Deen of Nigicha applies also to a, to a Karen HaMachuber, a Karen that's in the head of the animal, that there there's also the Deen of Tam and Muad. Okay, fine, now I know what Karen is. Told of the Karen Mahi. So what are the Toldot of Karen? We know the Av of Karen is if the animal gores with its horns. What are the Toldot? Nigifa, if it pushes with its body. Neshicha, if it bites. Revitza, if it jumps on top of another animal. Uve'itan, if it kicks. Now, Ma'ishan Nigicha Dekari La'av. So wait a second. Why are you calling Nigicha the Av? Dechtiv Ki'igach. Nigifa Namiktiv. Nigifa, which is pushing, and also says Ki'igof. Now, Ki'igof is when an animal pushes another animal. Ki'igach um, is when an animal pushes, uh, hurts a person. Hai nigifa nigichahi. So the answer is, nigifa here, really nigicha. It's not pushing. Nigigof, and that pasuk really refers to goring. The Torah used both words. To tell me that they're synonymous. And the normal word, yigof, which means to push, is not the meaning here. So So why in the context of hurting a person to say kigach, which seems more intentional? In the context of an animal hurting another animal, it says kigof, which seems more inadvertent. The answer is Adam A person has mazel, which simply understood means that a person, Kodesh Baruch Hu, picked out, or a chance picked out that he should be hurt. So it says kigach. Behemad, it doesn't. It's just totally uh, by uh, random occurrence. Kigof, it's as if it's inadvertent. But the point is that the meaning in both cases is goring, not pushing. Parenthetically, it's teaching something very powerful. If an animal has a history of violence against people, that means it also has a tendency of violence towards animals. Because if it's going to attack an Adam that eat le certainly would attack an animal that ate the late le 
The inverse is not true. If an animal has a tendency to violence and history of violence, a documented history of violence towards other animals, that doesn't mean that it has that towards Adam, and it would still be considered Tam the first time that it hurt an Adam. Now, the point being, Neshicha, that in our list we said that biting is a told of Karen, but Neshicha told of Shainu, that should be a told of Shain, because Shain, the animal, eats things, so we assume that any time it uses its teeth, that's a told of Shain. No, the answer is Shain Yeshanallah Hezekah. The the key characteristic of Shain is that it enjoys doing what it does, and the damage is in, inadvertent. Ha in Hanallah Hezekah. Here, when it bites, it's biting out of anger or out of fear, but it's not getting pleasure out of it. Okay, Ravitsa Ubiita told it a regalhi, but jumping on another animal or kicking it should be a told of regal of stamping. Said so, lo. Regal has a kamatsui. Regal, the king, the king characteristic, is not the feet. Just like chain, the key characteristic is not the teeth. The key characteristic of regal is that it's a very common and uh, and frequent kind of damage that happens almost inevitably. An animal walks, it stomps on things. Honey ain't has a kamatsui, but jumping on another animal or kicking it is not is not inevitable. Now, so far we've laid out with the three. Uh, toladot are the three avot and and their and their and the toladot of Karen. So ela toladotehen, um, Hey, so now when it says the told that when Papa said that there are some toladot that are not like the avot, so which one of these three could it be? Ile mahani, if it's these ones that are Karen, after all, what is the salient feature of Karen? That it intends to do damage. It's you're something you own and you have to watch it. Haninami, the same thing. If it pushes or bites or jumps, same thing. We have to come to the conclusion that the subsets of Karen are treated exactly like Karen itself. Papa must have been referring to Shane Varegel. So let's see what those Toladot are. Shen v'regel hechaktivi. Let's first start, as we did with Karen, and seeing the source in the text. Etanya v'shilach. Pasuk says, ki aver is sadevacherem. The aver can mean to burn out or to clean out. If a person cleans out a field, v'shilach et bi'iro, and he sends his animal, v'er b'steacher, and it cleans out another field. Now, v'shilach, we say, zeharegel. That's talking about sending an animal or letting an animal go into another field, Right, those who send out the the legs of the uh, of the animals, of the ox and the donkey. Ubier, what's bier? Zu hashen. V'chein hu amer kasher yivayer hagalal agalal ad tumo. That uh, this is what Achiyah says to Mrs. Yeravam that everything will be devoured just like the uh, the animal eats up until it's all finished. So yivayer is uh, galal. Here's the teeth. The Yavair is to eat up, Mishilach is the Regal. Okay, now, let's first look at that inference. The only reason that I know that that odd word Mishilach means Regal is because I have the Pasuk in Yeshayahu. How would I have interpreted it without the Pasuk in Yeshayahu? Uh, the answer is E. Karen Ktiv. I can't say that it means Karen because I've already got Karen. E. Shane Ktiv. I've got Shane in the same Pasuk, Bier. So the answer is Yisarich Salkadai Tachamena Yidiv Yidiv Shein. I would think the whole pasuk is talking about Shein. V'had Machal Yekarna Had Lo Machal Yekarna, and I would distinguish between Shein, where he totally devours everything there, and Shein, where he just nibbles at some things. 
Kamash Milan, that I don't make that distinction. That I, that I, uh, sorry, that, that, uh, Regal, that Shilach is Regal and not, and not to Shane, because I have the Pasuk in Yeshayahu. Now, now that I say Vishilach is Regal, Shane to the Machali Karnamanalan, how do I know that Shane doesn't, isn't exclusive to when it, it devours everything, and maybe when it doesn't devour any, everything, you're not Chayav? The answer is, Dumya de Regal. Shane and Regal in the same Pasuk. Ma regal In the case of regal, I certainly don't distinguish between when he stomps five things or all the things. And of course, that's reasonable. There's no reason to distinguish between an animal that eats up five percent of the flower bed or the whole flower bed or the fruit or whatever. All right, good. So now let's see. The alfuta, the derivation of reg, of shein, and Ramar vieres who are shein, v'chein who amer kasheiv v'ragalal atumo. Tamad chad v'rachman kasheiv v'ragalal atumo. Again, I say the only way I know that that vieres is shein is because of the pasuk in Malachim. Halav hachim mayukim nala. Well, how would I have interpreted it otherwise? E karen ktiv, e regel ktiv. I've already got karen and I've already got regel in my pasuk. I got nothing left but shein. He starts on amena yidav yidav regel. I would have thought. The whole pasuk is talking about regel, and how? What two pieces of regel do I have that I would say I need two uh, two verses or two words? I would say one is when the animal goes on its own. I didn't watch it. The other is when I guide it in there. I want my animal to eat. I'll go to my neighbor and eat. Kamash malan that it means shane. So now, how do I know that if my animal goes on its own, I'm chayiv? The answer is do me to shane. Regal and shane are together. Just like with Shane, I don't care if the animal went on its own or I brought it in. All right, good. But now let's look back. The Torah didn't need to write the word ubier. Could have just said vishilach bisteacher because vishilach means refers both to trampling damage and to eating damage. This is in the Tocha in, in Hazinu. I will send the teeth of the animal against them. So you see, Vishilach is about Shane. Now, by the way, it's important to note that Shane is really a Karen. It's a damaging Shane, not an eating Shane. But okay. If I didn't have the extra Pasuk in Malachim, I would have said that I'm not sure which one it is. Oregel is Okamatsuya, Shendi Yeshanalezeko. I don't know which one is more likely to be the Nezek. Regel, which is so frequent and easy to happen, or Shane, in which he gets benefit. So the answer is Mechtishkul and Henviavoshnaim. Since I have no way to determine, I should include both. In other words, I don't have the need for the Pasuk and Malachim. Tehemin Aaron Mafkat, which would you throw out? The answer is, I still would have come to the conclusion that it's only if you deliberately sent your animal and he either trampled or ate. But if he went on his own, you just didn't watch him. You're not chayav. That's why I need the Pasuk and Malachim to tell me one of them is Regal, one of them is Shane, and and I need the extra V'er in the Pasuk and the Torah to tell me Shane is a separate category. Now, that we've established the Yafuta, what about the Toladot? Tolda to Shane Mahi, what's the Tolda of Shane? And you see, it has nothing to do with teeth. It has to do with enjoyment. Let's say an animal has an itch, so it rubs up against a wall to enjoy it, and the wall breaks. It wants to urinate. Urinates on fruit and destroys the fruit. But it was just a pleasure. So, how is Shane different? Shane, after all, the salient characteristic is that it enjoys it, and you and, and after you own it, you have to watch it. Same thing with urinating or rubbing against the wall. 
The told of Shane is exactly like Shane. So where again did Rav Papa say sometimes the told is not the same? Now Rav Papa told her the regel. Let's see that. Told her the regel mahi. What are the told of regel? Let's say while it was walking, its body bumped against something inadvertently. Or its hair or its tail hit something. Any of its appurtenances knocked against something. That's all regel. The halter, the bridle, etc. Maishna regel. Just like regular regel, it's very common. It, it happens inadvertently, and you have to watch. Same thing here. So he said, Karen, Shane, and Regal, the three basic avot of Ashur, all of them, the toldot, are like the avot. All right, so let's keep going. Let's keep searching for Rav Papa's dissimilar tolda. Chikamar Papa tolda the boar. He said it's referring to the tolda of boar. The tolda the boar mahi. What is a tolda of boar? After all, boar is a boar. You're going to tell me that if it's 10 tfachim deep, well, roughly 30 inches, that's called an av. And told if it's not as deep, nine deep, lo tektiv lo yugtiv. The Torah never says nine or ten. So halo kasha, that's not so difficult. The Torah says in the context of boar that you keep the carcass, meaning a boar, you're only chayiv for boar if it's deep enough to kill an animal. Kim the Rabbanon have a general estimation, which is that yud avdan mita ten nezikin avdi mita lo avdi. If it's 10 deep, it could kill. Less than 10, we, don't, we call it, the reference in the Yeshiva world, is a killer bore. It's a killer bore if it's 10 deep. If not, it's a damaging bore, but not a killer bore. And therefore, you're not chayiv for less than 10. So, so, but if you want to say you're chayiv for 9, then 9 becomes the av for damages, and 10 is the av for mitan. One's on a tolda. So there is no tolda bore in a bore. Let's say you left a knife or a rock or a burden, anything you left in the public street, and somebody tripped over it and got hurt. Let's think. If you were mafkarit, we'll see a machlok between Rav and Shmuel how to understand this. But in the context of Rishut uh, Rabim, if you're mafkir anything and leave it there, that's bore. So it's just like bore. And if you weren't mafkert, meaning you left it there, but you intended to pick it up, so either Shmuel, the Arkulim Bor, Lamanu Shmuel says, we learn all Nezikin from Bor, then Hanu Bor, same thing. Rav says that the Av Tipus for Nezikin is Shor, then Hanu Shor, that's a Shor. What's the salient feature of Bor? That its very first creation is a damager unlike fire or anything else. Here, the very first thing that you're creating is something that's going to damage, and you're hive to watch. The minute you put it down in the street, it's already a damager. So it's no different. That's clear. It must be Mavet. Remember, I mentioned in the Mishnah that we're not sure what Mavet is. If Machlok at Rav and Shmuel, Shmuel says that Mavet is Shane, and, Ad- and Rav says, Shore includes Shane, Mavet refers to Adam. A man who does who does damage. We've already established that. What kind of toldot are there in Adam? You think that if a man's awake, that's the av, and if he does damage while he's asleep, that that's uh, tolda? The Mishnah explicitly says in the, in the second parak that Adam muad for always, whether awake or asleep, there is no tolda by Adam. Ella kechol veneo. It must be if he spits or something else that comes from man. That's the told of Adam. If they if it do damage while they're on their way out, kochohavi. That's just an extension of the man. 
if it's after it fell on the ground, because you're certainly mafkut, you spit on the ground, and somebody trips on it, that's bor. That's okay. The only thing I got left is ish. What's the told of ish? Fire is the obvious. You build a fire in your backyard, and, and you're not careful, and a normal wind comes along and spreads it to the neighbor. So, now you have a knife or something, not in the street, but you put it up on your roof. And they fell with a normal wind, and nothing unusual happened, and it fell, which means you weren't careful. So that might be told of Eish. So, let's see. If they do damage on the way down, that's exactly Eish. What's the salient feature of Eish? That it has some other thing coming that causes it to damage, which is the wind. Same thing here. Here it's gravity. Alright, that's it. And by the way, what they didn't fi- finish here was obvious, which is that if it fell to the ground and stayed on the ground, then somebody got damaged, that's bore. Chikamar Papa told the Regal, we go back to Regal, that we already solved. Regal? How came to told the Regal? Regal? The answer is, Bachatzi Nezek Tzorot. The beginning of the second parak, we're going to encounter Tzorot. Tzorot is when an animal is walking, and it kicks rocks that go off to the side and cause damage. That's so unlikely that you chayev chatzi nezek. But it's considered to be a told of the regel, and therefore you have to pay metav. As we'll see, the hilchat al That's halacha l'moshvi sinai, chatzi nezek. So unlike the av, where you pay full nezek, lav kayot in this one case you pay half nezek. But like Carla told of the regel. So why is it called told of the regel if you don't pay the same? L'shalem in haliyah. Because you have to pay from the best land. Remember, when you when a tom does damage, you sell the animal and pay from that, from the proceeds. You don't sell the land. It's only when, when it's Muad and Nezek Shalim that you pay from the Aliyah. But here, our Papa says, or at least we're claiming that our Papa, when he said some Toldot are dissimilar from the Aravot, you have the Av is Regal, it's Tolda is Srarot, it's dissimilar because you pay half, but it is still like Regal because you pay from land. And by by Rava, Rava asked this question. The boy Rava, Chatzinezek Srarot, Megufa Mishalim and Aliyah Mishalim. How's Chatzinezek Srarot paid? Rav, Rav asked, is it paid from the body of the animal? You sell the animal, or do you pay from land? The answer is the Rav or Papa Pshitale. Rav wasn't sure, Rav Papa was sure, you do pay me Naliyah, and therefore it's a told of the Regal. And, and it's Lav Kirtzman because you pay half. Now, the Rav of the Mbayile, I might call it told of the Regal. So according to Rav, who had the question, why is it called told of the Regal? The answer is the Fotra Abim, in order to say you're exempt for Chatzinezek Torah Bershut Abim, because the Dean of Regal and Shane is you're only Chayev Bershut Nizak. And therefore, Chatzinezek Torah, even though he's unsure how you pay, is still called a told of Regal, because it has the consequential framework of Regal, which is you're only Chayev Bershut Nizak. Okay, a wonderful start to our study of Masachet Nizikin and of Seder Nizikin. Everyone should have a wonderful day. We will pick up on Daf Gimel Amud Bet at our interpretation of Mave and what that means. Uh, in the meantime, everybody should have a wonderful day.